drama Only attracted to things that'll bring the trauma Overseas, yeah, we trying to stop terrorism but Hey we Albuquerque, welcome back to Freedom Speak I am your host, Becca Marie And you're listening to Conservative Talk ABQ KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM And listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com I want to invite you to send me your comments and suggestions to Becca Marie nm at gmail.com and also take a look at my website freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com and on there you can listen to all my previous shows and I've also got some resources on there you can look at. I got uh, a list of local freedom friendly businesses. I have uh, the latest list on there that you can download and look at and, and choose where you want to spend your money. That's important. We need to defund these woke corporations and spend money with people that are standing up for our values. So I want to talk about a little bit on this hour about adverse events. We've had, and the reason I'm talking about it, I've, I've talked about this ongoing actually. And the reason I want to talk about this is a lot of new information has come out. Now, a couple of years ago when all of this started and people started speaking out about, and they're, you know, doctors, America's frontline doctors. Remember when those doctors were all standing on the, on the steps of the Capitol and, and, and they were wearing their white lab coats and Dr. Simone Gold was there with a lot of other doctors and they were standing, I mean, that was just the tip of the iceberg. There were many, many, there's been thousands of doctors around the world trying to speak out and they have been silenced. Mainstream news doesn't talk about them. Mainstream news will, you know, trot out their what I call TV doctor on, on TV that'll, that'll tote the line and say exactly what they're supposed to say. And the truth of the matter is, is these doctors have been threatened now for the past couple of years that if they don't do what they're told and shut their mouths and give people the shot, then they could lose their medical license. That is what's been going on. Now, I don't give them a pass for that. I really don't. Sometimes freedom has a cost. Sometimes you got to stand up and you have to do what's right regardless of what the cost is. And I've said that numerous times. You know, this whole thing with the, with the mask and the vax, and, and it's all been driven by fear. They've been making people live in fear for the past couple of years so they can get them to do whatever they want. And I'm often wondering why it's like after all this time, why peop, some people... Not very many people, but some people are still wearing a mask. And it's like it never served any purpose whatsoever. It doesn't serve any purpose now. It's not going to protect you from anything. It might protect you from some pollen outside during allergy season. Those are kind of large. It might might help you with that. But other than that, if you think it's going to stop a virus, it's like like trying to make your swimming pool out of a chain link fence and trying to fill it full of water. It's just not going to hold any water. But... It reminds me of a story, and actually Audrey might remember this. Her and I were on a trip down to Socorro. Um, It's been, I don't know, it's been weeks ago now. But I remember this restaurant we went to, and I was sitting there, and I I like to people watch. I'll I'll be sitting someplace, and I'll just watch people around me and see what they're doing, because it's just kind of fascinating sometimes. And I was watching this family came in, and they were all masked up, and they were sitting at the table, and and their food hadn't come out yet. And uh, one of the, the, there was a young guy in the family, he was just coughing up a fit. And it could have been because he was wearing that stupid mask for too long. He's probably got some, you know, bacteria, some kind of bacterial infection in his lungs by now. But he was coughing up a storm. 
Well, their food comes out to their table. And he starts doing a coughing fit, literally just coughs all over their food. Now, if that would have been me, I would have said, yeah, I'm not going to eat that. Sorry. No. <laughs> I'm not going to eat that. I don't know what came out of your, what just came out of your mouth just then, but I don't want to put it in me. Well, these people just went ahead and ate all the food, didn't think anything about it at all. Yet they're obediently wearing their mask. Now, don't you think if they are that much of a germaphobe and they're wearing a mask around all the time that they would have said, oh, I'm not going to eat that. But no, see, it's not about, it's not about wearing the mask because they're afraid that they're going to get infected with something, at least for these people. It's because they've been conditioned to do what they're told. Did you, you remember that instant, Audrey, by any yeah, chance? Faintly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you were paying any attention to that or not. Yeah. I think we were talking about that maybe, but I was just watching, I was watching this and I was just watching it in an amazement. It's like, wow. Well, interesting that you bring that kind of, you know, that up. Yeah. So, um, you know how the schools were all mandated to wear masks on their kids and everybody had to abide by this rule and they made it part of the dress code in our school. I'm not sure if they did that in every school, but at the middle school that my daughter goes to. And when they were given the opportunity to not wear masks, a lot of the kids stayed wearing masks. Mm -hmm. There was a few that didn't. And I asked my daughter, I said, what, why exactly do these kids feel like they still need to wear the mask even though they've been, you know, and she's like, Mom, she goes, it's just, it's a fad now. She goes, we, it's not that they really care about the, you know, a lot of kids are self-conscious a lot of times. You know, they get a pimple or something or, and she goes and they just, they'll wear a mask or, or it's just something that makes them feel comfortable like a, like a blankie. And, and it's like, and I said, I go, well, that's not good. And I go, do you understand that that has, you know, instead of these kids learning how to be strong in society and, and, and be a, a leader, they're being taught to be followers. And this is happening in our schools. And no matter what, you know, there was not one thing, even the teachers would be like, either wear the mask or don't wear the mask because a lot of them would wear the mask and they'd have it right below their nose. So the mask wasn't really doing anything, <laughs> no, anything if it ever nothing. did, but it was just wearing it on your face. They got so used to having those stupid masks on their faces that they literally had to kind of be um, reintroduced and not wearing a mask anymore. And I'm sure they were doing that also at, in, in, at their homes because, you know, if you think about it, how long are they at school? They're there from like eight o'clock till about three o'clock every single day wearing a mask. And it was just interesting because I was, man, if, if they told me I, couldn't, I didn't have to wear a mask, I would have thrown that thing away and, you know, been, been excited. And some kids were. So it just all depends on the upbringing and who their parents are and, you know, what they were conditioned or told. And some of these kids were told, you're, you're saving a life. You know, when I was a kid, I would have been one of those kids leading a protest. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I would, I, 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 I would have, I would have been leading a protest, and I would have had all the other kids going along with me, mm -hmm. saying, "No, we're not going to do that." Well, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of to me. I feel that those masks, what they did, was empowered the administration. 
yeah. the teachers. They did. To force kids to say, you know, you have to wear your mask. Why are you not wearing a mask? You know, it was, it, they stopped paying attention to the education part, teaching these kids. And it was all about the, the dress code, about wearing that mask, making sure that they wore this and that. And that's like what we're seeing in the middle school. I, you know, they, they will send a child home because they have a little hole on their jeans. You know, and yet they've just lost a whole day of math. You yeah. Know? yeah. How does that make sense? Well, we don't care about math anymore. It's <clears throat> racist anyway. <laughs> According to the Nazis or just kidding, or commies. <laughs> it you know, might be it might be racist now if you've seen some of the crap that's in some of those math books now. You well, might it might be anything, considered racist or something. Anything is called racist or or you know if you if you disagree, and that's a really sad fact in today's society is you can't disagree with these leftists, progressives, because you'll be called a racist, and and it's like. You know, we had an incident with myself and my, <laughs> with the, the hit job they tried to do on me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a Hispanic woman, you know, born and raised in New Mexico who has ancestry to, you know, Jewish um, ancestry with, you know, and, and it's like, but they're going to go try and use that and say that, you know, I'm anti-Semitic, I'm a racist against Mexicans, and it's, it's just disgusting. These people have gone to the point where they're, I know that they feel that they're going to lose. That's why I say if they were not worried, they wouldn't go to these Childish extremes, extremes mm -hmm. to try to dis, you know credit somebody, and the funny thing it just it flops back in their face because people are starting to see it and they're starting to say, "Hey, this is the same tactic we heard you know with even when Donald Trump was in office or or when anybody runs and and they speak against the the these progressives." Um, you know, vision of what they think is real and what is well. They'll try to shame you. They'll try to intimidate you. They'll dox you. <laughs> Uh, all kinds of ways to, to, to ruin your reputation. You know, these people will do all kinds of things. And, and they don't care. And, you know, the thing is, is that you have to... You know, one thing I, I have found, especially over the couple, past couple of years, I have found that I have more courage than I ever realized I did. And, and I always thought I had pretty much courage, but I never realized that when I was really put to the test, how far I would go to stand up. And, and I've really found that within me over the past couple of years. It's like, fine, do whatever you want to do to me, because no matter what you do to me, I'm going to continue. Well, people were standing up, <clears throat> you know, and all, I think a lot of people stood up. You know, we, they protested, they rallied against certain things. And what, it, what happened then? You know, they turned it around and called people domestic terrorists. Mm -hmm. They called parents who were just concerned about their kids domestic terrorists. How sick is that? You know, that's, that right there should concern a lot of people. When we, the people, are no longer the voice. You know, we are, you know, pushed, basically bullied to shut up and just go with the flow and be yeah. okay with it. And um, I want to go back to, uh, not back to, but I want to bring up the black You're education. Circle back. Cir I'm going to circle back, okay. but I'm going to do it, not do it the Jen okay, Saki way. way. Oh my God, I can't stand <laughs> <Okay>. that. <laughs> so the Black Education Act that was um, 
I don't know how long ago that was. Jay, um, who's running for governor, my fiance. Oh, is he really? Yes. Wow. Okay. He's running oh, for cool. governor, All and right. uh, thank you for saying those great things about him. Um, you know, it's just so important to get um, someone who takes action. And talking about, you know, there's the swamp. Um, in life. This is good versus evil. Mm -hmm. And what's happening with the Black Education Act, that's CRT. And yeah. that's racism. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, disguise it in a, a different form and, and name. And, you know, they put it in a place where, you know, black people were, you know, they, they were, what is it? They were held racist against them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why they can't go against that. <laughs> and by the way, I want to make a point about something. It's like the, the left... And I hate to even refer to them as the left. You know, there was it. Somebody said to me the other day that the let's say, for instance, oh, I think it Coy might have said this to me last week. That was an extremely good point. That communists. There are a lot of communists in our in our government right now. I don't think we have any communists in the uh, Republican. We certainly have some rhinos in the Republican Party that I wouldn't mm -hmm. consider Republicans, but. The Democrat Party most certainly does have some communists in it. AOC is one of them. Her and her entire squad, they're a bunch of communists. They're socialists, Marxists. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. They, they don't, when they run for office, they don't run as a communist or a socialist. They run as a Democrat. And the reason they do that is because the low-information voters, the no-information voters, as I've mentioned before, on the Democrat side, it's tradition for them to vote for Democrats. It's like, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard of. How can voting for a, 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 a political party be a tradition? I don't even understand that. But it's they almost a religion. It is a religion, Especially yeah. in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, well, and Fauci, Fauci is, the, is their god. But so what these communists will do is they will run as a Democrat. And then since the Democrats like, uh, will just automatically, they'll look at their ballot, oh, D, okay, I'm going to vote for that one. They do not care who that person is. It doesn't matter who they are. They could be Stalin. They could be Hitler. They could be any of these horrible people from the past. And it doesn't matter because they haven't done any of their research on any of the candidates running. They don't know anything about them. Just like they didn't know anything about the Hunter Biden laptop. Well, yeah, it wasn't on the mainstream news, and the mainstream news was saying, oh, well, it's Russian disinformation, which, in fact, it wasn't. And we knew that all along because we dig a little deeper. We just don't listen to the mainstream news and take, for, take their word for what, what they say because we found that they lie all the time. <clears throat> well, we know that, they, that the evidence has become so overwhelming on that, they have to admit it now. Just like the spike protein shedding, they had to admit that. And now they're having to admit all these deaths from, from this poisonous jab. But that's the point I'm making is, is they run as a Democrat and the low information, no information voters vote for them. Mm -hmm. And then they get elected and guess what? You have a communist in the government. And we're having more and more of them getting, think, they figured know, this thing even, out. I don't think it's mm -hmm. a party thing. I really don't. Because we do have good Democrats. Well, there are Republicans that are that dumb, too. And there too. are Republicans yeah, that, that go along bad. with things. There really are. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. So with I think the that's, a, and yeah. that's a problem that I think we're seeing is we're categorizing everybody in one pot. Mm -hmm. And there's not, it's not that Oh, way. oh, and the other, the, I kind of lost, I got sidetracked there. I do that sometimes. But 
But, you know, the Democrats, they will often call Republicans racist, bigoted, homophobes, mm -hmm. okay? And so, but the thing is, is there are racist, bigoted, homophobes everywhere, in every race, in every political party. They are everywhere. And for... I believe that you should judge a person by their character. Mm -hmm. Not what color they are, not how they live their lives. Isn't that a quote from Martin Luther King? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, he was it a smart is. guy. Mm -hmm. You know, well, he Very. got killed for that too. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is racist, bigoted, homophobes, they exist everywhere. They, they exist in Democrat parties, independent parties, Republican parties. Black, I, I, I personally was involved with an Asian uh, racist that hated black people. Okay? So, so it's everywhere. Christians, non-Christians, they do it too. So there's plenty of blame to go around on that. It really does exist. Mm -hmm. But what happens is, is they'll, the, the Democrats, they will capitalize on, on that. They will find some little group and they will demonize them. Yeah, yeah, certainly. There are there probably are a few white supremacists in the country. I've personally never met one. I don't know where to even find one if I wanted to. I, I don't know. Apparently, they're all over the place. I've never seen one. I've never seen right. one. Um, no. What does one look like? I don't know. Well, if you think about the definition of racism, if you go down to the actual definition, it's been changed and, and manipulated so much that we don't even know what it is. But it's a superiority. Superiority. I can't even say it. <laughs> Superiority. Superiority there of, we one's, go. of one's race. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, everybody's a little bit racist because they all come from a different background. They all come, yeah. were brought up a certain way, and they do feel that they are superior because that's all they know. Mm -hmm. You know? So I wouldn't say the, the just the definitions have been really turned up and, and backwards. And, but I do think that people just being proud of your race, mm -hmm. you know, that would call you a racist right there. <laughs> but you know, you have, you That's have, sad. you have, what, sad. what'll happen is you'll have like, they'll, they'll use things like it, politically, they'll use things as a political football. They'll like say, for instance, okay, so there's a, there's a, there's a, a number of people within the black community that are criminals, okay? And then, so they try to make it as though, oh, well, all black people are bad because they're criminals. Or, or, or people in the, in, the, in the gay community, they'll say, oh, well, these gay people, they're all a bunch of radical communists and, and, they're, and, they're, and they're shoving their way of life down the, the, the throats of our children. Not true. Yes, there is a minority of them that are doing that, and these are horrible people. Well, it, it's if you but, go back to but like, don't don't take an entire group and right. demonize them because of the acts of a well, few people. Well, with my people. background with criminology, we did a lot of philosophies and different theories that we that these, you know, very smart people put together, and one of them was the labeling theory, and the labeling theory was placed there to basically. I mean, it puts you in a category. It, 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 it is part of a division tactic. And you see that in schools. You know, once a kid's labeled a bad kid, it goes through his career as being a bad person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to stop labeling things. You know, people need to look at people, like you said, on their merits, on who they are as a person versus on the color of their skin or, you know. It, it's just we have to stop 
that trend. And how we do that is we do that with our kids. Because we have no control of what everything else is already there. You know, some people are too set in their ways. They're never going to change. But we can do that in the schools. And CRT is, is something that we really got to be concerned about because they're doing the opposite. Right. They claim that the reason for CRT, although they don't want to admit it exists and they don't want to call it that, they claim, claim that the reason for CRT is to, is to foster a generation of more accepting people that are, you know, but no, that's not what it does at all. It divides them. It does the yeah, opposite. Labels them, the know, best, the best way to makes them hate their own race. Yeah. yeah. The best way to foster acceptance is simply just put everybody in a room together and, and let them live their lives. It's like people are people. You know, I, I, I have met so many different people during our work uh, in the freedom movement over the past couple of years. And honestly, I haven't thought a thing about how they live their lives or who they're married to or, or, or so many other things. The thing that binds us all together, in my opinion, is we all believe in freedom. And it's like, if, as long as you're not doing anything criminal and you're not, hurt, not hurting other people, I don't care how you live your life. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's like, I like you as a person, mm-hmm. you know. You're, you're nice to me. It's like you believe in freedom. We're fighting for the same thing. That's what should matter. Yep. Yeah, and we are. We're dividing people up as a Democrat and a Republican. And that I don't think is good either because there's a lot of Democrats that I love. Mm-hmm. And we're, what happened to the Democratic Party? Um, yeah, we, it's been hijacked. Exactly. And like communists. <laughs> exactly. And so going back to the Black Education Act, when Jay um, brought this to the attention that this is CRT, and he spoke to a lot of people, Clarence Washington, um, who's the author of um, the American, um, Martin Luther King's Dream Has Been Hijacked. Mm-hmm. He has a four-book um, series. It's unbelievable. And when, so when he brought it to the attention of fellow Republicans, they're like, well, I didn't realize that was it. But there are people that have said, you better back down and not bring this to anyone's attention. And why is that? Because they don't want to look bad. Instead of going, hey, we made a mistake. They made us feel like we were going to be racist um, if we didn't vote for this. So yeah. just share the truth and how we were, you were pushed into this, manipulated. Yeah. Instead, they're taking the, they were taking the stance, and I've personally heard it myself, that if you don't back down, you know, you're not going to have the support of the Republican Party. Now, this wow. was a little while back, um, but that is why we should not be divided and we should be, you know, talking about values and what are we for and freedom. Yeah. respecting all. And that's why I love Jay is he's not going to back down. He's going to be a fighter for the truth, for our constitution and for voter integrity. It's just like, in, make, I'm so glad you're doing that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, you know, it's, it's. By the way, while it's in my, in my, in my mind here, it's like the early voting is currently going on in New Mexico. Now, yeah. honestly, I think early voting should go away. I agree. I think it's, it's just a, another tool for them to use uh, to defraud our election and Mm -hmm. to disenfranchise us in one way or another. I think those ridiculous ballot drop boxes need to go away. Evil. Evil. Evil it is. Mm -hmm. I I, I watched an interesting thing 
I think it was on, I found it on social media, some ballot drop box that was out in the middle of nowhere. It was at some warehouse somewhere in which there was absolutely no cameras, no supervision, no chain of custody whatsoever. And this ballot drop box is sitting there and it's in a really rural area. Now you would think that, okay, at, at best, I mean, that drop box would get, you know, maybe just a handful of ballots and there's nobody around, you know, who's going to yeah. go there. It's not a convenient location for anybody. Mm -hmm. And... So, and they figured that this drop box probably, if you stuffed it full, would hold three to 5,000 ballots. Well, they looked into the slot in the top of this, and the slots at the top of the thing, it was filled to the brim. That's so, evil. Yeah, so, so a nice location, unsupervised, no chain of custody, where they can just come out and just sh stuff that sucker full, uh, and nobody... Nobody sees what's going on. And so I made an interesting suggestion on my show last week, and apparently a few people caught on to the idea that I said, hey, you know what we should be doing? We should not only be having poll watchers and poll, and poll challengers, but we need to have people volunteer to watch those drop boxes. And when you see some suspicious person coming on, stuffing that thing full of ballots, take their picture. Take the picture of their license plate on their car. File a complaint. Mm -hmm. Let's bring some criminal charges against these people. Now, now the interesting thing about the, the 2000 Mules movie is they've got hard evidence right there. They've got yeah. GPS tracking data. They've got, they got trillions of, of megabits of, of data. Mm -hmm. Video footage. Video, video, and yet we have hard evidence here. Why are these people, just like these January 6th insurrectionists, why are these people not being arrested and questioned? Why are these supposed nonprofits that these people were obviously going by and picking up piles of ballots from, why are not these fleet people being questioned? Why is there not an investigation? Uh... Yeah. This is it, actually truly an. This is, this is a, this an is insurrection. Deep, this is the deep state. This yeah. is what's going on. This is a federal crime. Yeah. These people are hijacking our government and they're stealing our votes. Why aren't they in the gulags? Well, I think that um, you know when you did you see the? Oh, of course you saw the whole thing. When you're watching, they're actually watching people stuff the ballots in the box, and people are standing around yeah. and they're not doing anything. There was one gentleman like. I started to question them, <laughs> but like they're just stuffing them. Yeah, and, we're, and people are just watching. Yeah, they're dropping them Bro on the ground. Dropping. They're shoving them in. Yeah, taking pictures of them. Yeah. as they're stuffing them. Yeah, it's well, there like, was an interesting thing that came. You know, I, I do. Um, actually, today would have been the day I would have been on there as well. It's a live thing uh, feed with the America First Secretary of State Coalition group, and eight, there's about 18 of us that are running in the states that are, you know, were the counterpoint of, of a lot of this fraud that happened. And one of the guys said, you know, I was always wondering, like, what, what, why these, these ballot boxes? Why were they not, like, federal boxes or something that was more um, secured? Even the post office has security measures on it because it's a big-time crime if you were to 
be caught doing something fraudulent or even taking someone's mail out of their mm-hmm. mailbox. Right. But yet these boxes, we call them Zucker boxes because they were paid by the, the money that yeah, was Yeah, I wonder given. how many people don't know that, that Zuckerberg paid for all those boxes. Yeah, he paid for them. And it was money that was towards the election, but they mm-hmm. did definitely use it for that. And the thing was is that these boxes, because they're not federal... There's, the consequences aren't aren't as, as extreme. So if these people do get caught, they're probably just going to get a slap on the wrist. And you know the people that are actually doing it, you know they 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 use their mules. They call them the mules. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. use these people that really already are either in impoverished times, so they just want to make extra money, or they are already criminals, or they're you know homeless. They take advantage of the homeless. These are the people that are doing all this because they pay them cash. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they don't think about what they're doing. They just want the money. They want to go buy their kids Christmas presents or yeah. whatever. And it's it's a crime just what they're doing and taking advantage of these people, just like it they is. do with, you know, illegals. And and I wouldn't doubt if that those are the people that are, you know, part of them too, is, is these people that are coming across the, the, the borders. You know, they want money. They get paid cash. Yeah. 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 Fill out this ballot. No, you don't need voter yeah. ID. So let's and the t- going rate was like $10, I think, 10 to $14 a, a, a ballot. So let's take a short break. And then after the break, I want to circle back. Because <laughs> I really want to talk about this adverse reaction, uh, latest news that's out. And I've got this really great clip I want to play by one of the victims of this so-called vaccine. Her name was Emma Burley. And it's really, really very thought-provoking. And we're going to comment on it a little bit. But it's a really good clip. So anyway, we'll be, we'll be right back after the break. Barbecue in Cedar Crest, New Mexico, believes all positive things derive from freedom, liberty, and choice. Ribs is the conduit for heroes just like you. Go to ribsbbq.com and find carnivore contraband to support the fight against the crony global elitist. Ribsbbq.com. Looking for hard-to-find used car or truck parts? Looking for honest general mechanics work at affordable prices? Call my friend Joe at Southwest Auto Recyclers. Serving New Mexico for 30 years, veteran-owned and operated at 4025 Broadway Boulevard, Southeast in Albuquerque. Call 505-877-3331. 505-877-3331. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214. Or on the web at Perkins Protection training.com here at agave builders we are a veteran family-owned company since 1993 if you have a small honey-do list or need a home built 
we can help you with that. So call us at 505-385-6680. Do you have a hard time getting in and out of your bathtub? We are also a premier walk-in tub dealer. We can help you with those aches and pains of getting in and out. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com. We are also a VA certified company that helps qualified veterans obtain grants through the VA and other nonprofits to repair or remodel their home. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com, look us up on Facebook, or call us 505-385-6680. That's 505-385-6680. Defenders of Liberty. I'm your host, Beckham Ray. You're listening to Freedom Speak on Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. Send me your questions and comments, or if you want to get started advertising, email me at beckhammarienm at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. That song, by the way, is the theme song from an old movie. I think it was in the 70s. It, it's a really interesting movie. It's called The Warriors. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. It was like, it was like gangs. And it, yeah, it was Warriors. the Warriors come, come out and play. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. I'll have to see it. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's an okay. old movie. It's really good, though. Yeah. It's, All right, I'm making a yeah. note. Yeah. Anyway, so I've got this, uh, I've got a lot of information that's been coming out about these adverse events lately that's just really awful and about children. And I, I, I shame on you, parents that, parents that submitted your children to this experiment without doing any research whatsoever. I do not give you a break for being ignorant. It's like you should have done your research. These are your children. They count on you to keep them safe. Anyway, so I want to, uh, I've got a clip here I want to play. It's by a lady named Emma Burley, in which she was affected very, very badly by one of these shots. And we're just going to comment on it a little bit as we go. And uh, Michelle, could you play clip one for me? And we'll just pause it as I'm we go. I'm Kathy, and this is my daughter, Emma's story. is a vivacious, spirited, gentle, loving soul. She brightens any room she enters. She's the light of my life. <laughs> Emma and I both love the beach, so every year, at least twice a year, we would go to California and go to the beach. That made us happy. We're planning to go to Hawaii in June for her high school graduation. We were so excited and it was just a couple weeks after that that she had the reaction to the vaccine. So the trip was canceled. Now, pause that for a second. This, this girl was a perfectly healthy teenager. I don't know if they give her age or not. 
but perfectly healthy. She was planning on going on a trip to Hawaii with her mom. She was enjoying being on the beach, stuff like that. This is, this is somebody that was perfectly healthy, a perfectly healthy young person, and got this stupid shot, which I've been trying to talk everybody out of for the past couple of years, telling you it's dangerous. Now the facts are coming out. It's, in fact, dangerous. I knew this all along. A lot of people knew this along. But you had to dig for the information because the media does not want you to know the truth. So, yeah, go ahead, Michelle. The course of our life has radically changed. We should have never been here. She was out of the coma a little bit before we were supposed to leave, and she knew what day it was, and she wanted to know if she was still going to be able to go on the trip. And I had to tell her no. My name is Emma Berkey. I like to go to the beach. I don't know if you can see my room, but <laughs> I really wanted to go to Hawaii because we were supposed to go to Hawaii for my senior trip, but I didn't get to go. In March, I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I got it because I work with babies in the nursery and I volunteer there. Johnson and Johnson notice I've had so many people tell me oh I got the Johnson and Johnson it's a it's a good one no it's not it's not any better than the rest of them and which is why I pointed out earlier about how how Trump was apparently he's oblivious to to this that you know this isn't the only person that this well, that's the first one that they talked about having blood clots that that was one of the adverse yeah yeah Blood clots. Reactions. And you know, the fogginess of the brain, that's caused by micro blood clots in the brain. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of blocking the impulses in your brain makes it hard for you to think. And that's what I was mentioning about my one friend. That seems to be happening to him. He's never had the shot, but he's around an entire family of people closely every day, including the, the lady he's married to has got the shot. Hmm. So He's around these people every day, and he is becoming increasingly more ill by the day. And I talked to him a couple days ago, and it's like, oh, my God, I wish he'd get out of that house because he can't barely form a thought now. And, and I told him, I said, you know, you realize that you're, you're having trouble thinking here. And he didn't even realize he was having trouble thinking. And it's like he could barely think of anything. And he's wrote some of the most fantastic things that I read um, constantly. Anyway, go ahead, Michelle. And then I also babysit, so I'm around babies all the time. It's what I love to do. I didn't want to put the babies in danger. I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Okay, pause again. You know, she didn't want to put the babies in danger. See, see there's this guilt thing, okay? Yeah peer pressure, mm -hmm. what the government's been doing, making people not only feel like they're living in fear all the time, but it's also making people feel guilty that if you don't take this experimental shot, you don't care about other people. You don't care if grandma dies. You don't care if you're killing people when you're out. This is the, this is the way they've made people feel. Yeah. I, I know, and I personally know, um, I didn't take the shot, but I was, um, I, I've lost um, family members yeah. because I wouldn't take you're the shot. You're killing people, right? I'm, I'm killing people, yes, apparently. Killing people. Yes, Yeah, that's what they say right. if I didn't take the shot because I'm selfish. Yeah, you're selfish. And I'm like, selfish? Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, 
Um, why would I take something when I've already had COVID? I have the antibodies. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that common sense? And the scientific data is out there that, yeah. that natural immunity is way better. But that doesn't matter. Yeah. And even it doesn't even matter till this day. Yeah. Like people, you know, I can understand if they really believe this at the beginning. Um, and then, and then they started to open their minds up to what else is, you know, what are the facts? Let's talk facts. The failure we have here is our media, mm -hmm. not informing people. This is the job of our media. This is what oh, they're they, feeding people what they want them now to Now they're feeding to them propaganda. Yeah. The, exactly. the media has become pr just purely propaganda outlets. Yeah, they, there's they, no real media and no. there's no real journalism no. anymore. And, no. and the problem is, and I've mentioned this before on previous shows, is these big money manager like you know BlackRock and State Street and, and, and Vanguard, they run everything, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's all driven by investors and ESG. It's a, it's a, you know, it's like, oh, well, if you don't do what you're told, we're going to ruin your reputation. Mm -hmm. And that's not only being done on a personal level, but that's being done on a company corporate wide level. And this is going, I mean, this is completely out of control. And unfortunately, these news outlets, they're owned by big corporations. And that's why I have to get the majority of my information research that I do for doing my show by smaller news outlets that aren't supported by big corporations. They're people operating on a shoestring budget. You know, like OEN, they're doing that. OEN doesn't, uh, they, they, they run their entire news organization based on subscribers. And, and, I, and, I'll, and I'm, I'm a big fan of OEN. And because they actually send, they have a team of actual investigative journalists. Well, they, they send them out all over the world and they talk to people. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So one dose, they said it'd be easy. I had fevers and vomiting, and the doctor said that it was normal, so we didn't think anything of it. On April 2nd, I had a horrible headache. I went to work before because it wasn't that bad. By the way, I remember I fevers, vomiting. When I was talking about the those people in the Bahamas, uh, I think two of them dropped dead. Those are the kind of symptoms they had. So. <clears throat> And what do you bet that if they're in the Bahamas, okay, they, were vaccinated. I, they had to be because I was, what Carnival Cruise Lines, I think I was reading the other day that they had a ship that was out 100% vaccinated. Mm -hmm. the, the crew, every single passenger, they're forcing people to do this in order to cruise on their ships. You know, I'm saying going on a cruise to the Bahamas, it's not worth it to put your life in danger. Well, I bet you those cruise lines are sponsored by Pfizer. You know how of course they there are. was that one little video that had all these different things sponsored by Pfizer, sponsored by Pfizer, news stations. I mean, everything mm -hmm. was sponsored by Pfizer, this huge, mm -hmm. you know, pharmaceutical company that really pushed this this whole vaccine, you know, because if you're not getting the vaccine, they're not making their money. And mm -hmm. this is all federal money because a lot of these vaccines, they didn't charge you for them. You know, the federal government had already that money allocated for that. And 
of course, the people that are investing their money mm -hmm. in the market, and it's probably insider one of these insider trading. I'm insider sure insider trading, mm -hmm. and they and you got these big money managers, and it's like they're saying, mm -hmm. well, our investors are making money off of this, so they don't want this to stop. Mm -hmm. So you keep your mouth shut because we don't yeah. want the value of this well, to go you down. Well, saw when they knew that ivermectin was actually working and it was a preventative. But there's they, no money they, to be made in ivermectin. No, yeah, because it hasn't at two they cents. Re, they recreated it. Yeah. and made it expensive. Right. And under a new name. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just all about money. It's the greed of money. And, yes, and, it is. and that's where everything is based on, whether it's politics, whether it's um, in the medical. They're not there to, to cure you anymore. No. It's really, you know, they call practices. It They're really... practicing medicine on people, and you're just an experiment. That's right. It's always been considered practicing medicine. Yeah. It's like when you go to a doctor, you're going to their practice. It's like, oh, you're going to practice on me. It's like, haven't you got this down yet? <laughs> I, I, don't, right. I, I don't know. But, but well, you have to go to people that have a holistic right. uh, approach. They, they're there to heal you. Yeah, that's the doctor they're I go to. They're not there to force like down any pharmaceutical drug because they're going to get a kickback of of so much exactly. money, they're there to heal you and, and they want you to be healed. They, you're supposed to be, you know, I think most people that go into the, the medical field, they went in the notion of being healers. You know, they wanted to do the right thing and be good doctors mm -hmm. and, and help people. But then they get, you know, they get in there so deep and, and just like a politician, they get corrupted with money and all these companies throw money at them. If you go in and, and administer a certain type of of pharmaceutical drug, you get a kickback. And those kickbacks, you know, they're not making money off, off being a doctor. They're making money off the pharmaceutical company. Well, it's just like these a lot of these politicians that have been in, in politics for decades. Mm -hmm. I, I mean... Call them career politicians? Yeah. Career. I mean, don't mm -hmm. you call them career when we've got, like, politicians that are, like, approaching 90 years old and they're still in government? It's like, really? It's like, how Get many out. people do you know that are that old that are still sharp yeah. in the head? There Not very many. There limits, especially in Congress. Yeah, I and mean, yet you you got Nancy Pelosi, what, she's in her 80s, right? She can't even yeah. talk. It's like, mean, she's like, uh, uh, You know, <laughs> you, you, yes, I know. You've got all of the, so many of these people that have been in government for decades and decades, and they're in their 80s, and it's like, and they're making important decisions for all of us and not only that but why would they stay in government for so long it's like they're making millions of dollars and it's like the money they just can't give up the money where else can you get rich you know only making a hundred and that's right it's what 170,000 or something right like that. yeah and they're multi-millionaires I mean I who knows who knows maybe when Nancy Pelosi first got into government I don't even know when that was maybe that was during the Revolutionary War I don't know well, she's but there when but, Kennedy was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe when she first got into politics, maybe she got in for the right reason. Maybe she wanted to get in and help people. But after she got in there and people started whispering in her ear and, 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 and they, and so, yeah, you do this, you play ball with us. And it's like, we can make you really rich. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, really? And they get into this and they get so deep in this. They it's sell like, their souls, basically. They do. They sell their souls. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> yeah. And, and, so Same we, with the Hollywood. We, right. Same we thing. can no longer count on them to, to make decisions that are for the our the, that are for the best for us. They're in it for themselves. They're getting rich off of us. Anyway, go ahead. Let's continue. I walked to my car and I just sat in my car and then I was like, okay, you gotta get home. Like just get home and then you can lay down. I got home and I had this terrible headache. It felt like my head was vibrating. That 
was extremely alarming. I mean, your head shouldn't feel like it's vibrating. She said we should go to the doctor the next day. And so I went up to my bedroom to go to sleep and I laid down and I shot up straight away and I had thrown up all over myself. And my mom came in and we went to the bathroom so in case I needed to throw up. And my mom noticed that I was uh, looking like this way. Her head started just turning to the side and her eyes were fixed and she wasn't responding to me. And there was some blood in the vomit. And so she thought I was having a seizure, so she called the ambulance and they thought the same thing. So they took me into the hospital in an ambulance and called a code white. The doctor came over when we got to the hospital and he asked the paramedics why they called it as a code white because he said, I guarantee you she's not having a stroke. And he didn't even get close to her gurney. And then he walked away. So they took her for her MRI CAT scan and then about 30 minutes later, they came and told me she had a brain bleed. She was having a stroke. We didn't know why and then, and the doctor said, well, it was just a small bleed. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, why is she having a bleed? They told us it was gonna be a very long weekend. We weren't really understanding everything that was going on. Pause. The second night we were there. Pause. So th we're hearing this over and over again on these unexplained well, we don't know what's wrong. It's like, uh, we, we can't figure out what's wrong with this person. We know what's wrong. I mean, people need to wake up. We know what's wrong. This is, uh, these mystery illnesses that are popping up left and right. I mean, listen to what happened to this poor girl. She had, the, she, this happened to her right after she had this shot. Now, I've had, I've had some people say, well, I had it and I haven't had any, any kind of problem at all. Well, not yet, but... But the thing is, too, I think this is entirely possible. Just like when they were doing the, the trials uh, on these drugs that, which were really poorly managed and the data wasn't even properly recorded, some people get a placebo. And I think that, I don't think that the purpose of this so-called vaccine has ever been to help anybody. It's simply a furtherment of the bioweapon that is whatever the disease is, which, you know, I talked about this a couple weeks ago about the whole theory about the snake venom thing, which sounds, I mean, it sounds far-fetched, but if you look at the, if you look at the, the explanation that the guy gave for it, it's like, well, it, it fits. You know, snake venom does do these things. It shuts down your organs. It shuts down your liver. It, it, it'll cause you to have a heart attack. All of these things that we are witnessing from this so-called shot, this so-called vaccine, which I won't call a vaccine. Even the treatment, the monoclonal uh, therapies, those are used in snake bites. Exactly. Right. When you get, when you get uh, anti-venom, anti-venom is a form of monoclonal antibody. Yeah. So interesting. why would you treat a virus with a monoclonal antibody and expect it to make any mm. difference? But it does, don't it? Yeah, things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. And so I was at a um, Republican um, governor's convention in Arizona, and there was this guy, um, gentleman, speaking on monoclonal antibodies, and he, his company actually produces them. And so I was like... You do. So I spoke to him um, on my own because I'm like, all right, I know in the state of New Hampshire, only eight people at a specific office a day 
could get those. And I saw him like, is there a shortage? And he said, no, there's not a shortage. So then I'm like, hmm, what else is going on? Um, so I did speak to the governor of New Hampshire and he goes, well, I, I bought as many as I could. And I'm like, you bought as many as you could? What, is, what does that mean? You, you weren't allowed to buy any more? And he, he didn't want to elaborate. Um, so I'm like, what is this? And I did ask the gentleman um, that was selling them monoclonal antibodies. I'm like, so do you recommend the vaccine? And he, he was like, um, well, yeah, we recommend the vaccine. So I'm like, okay, I'm really confused. What's going on? So we have a solution and the ivermectin helps. I know people that have personally have taken the horse paste mm -hmm. yeah, and too. it's just a different, it's a paste yeah. and it really helped them. Um, but now uh, um, they held back on the monoclonal antibodies in Florida too. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you couldn't, I don't know if you could, it was hard. Actually, I had a friend that went to Santa Fe and you had to have all these circumstances to be able to get them. Um, yeah, to and be like full-blown COVID-19 where you're getting all the symptoms. And practically dying and practically, with all these other... Yeah. So it's like, why, why aren't we treating people ahead of time? Yeah, they never talked about how to prevent it. Yeah. They never talked about being, you know, healthy, building your immune system. Vitamin that, D. Yes. Right. No. None of that was no. talked about. Isn't that strange? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was I mean, take the shot, take the shot. Yeah, take, take the, the shot. shot. No, the nothing shot. else, nothing else. We don't want you to do anything else. We want you to take the shot. Mm -hmm. And then when the shot puts you in the hospital, then we want to give you, uh, uh, what's the Remi Remiravidir or something. Uh, oh, remdesivir. Remdesivir. Which yeah. will kill Then we want to give you remdesivir, which will make it even worse. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you will have liver failure. Yep. Mm -hmm. And every other kind of organ failure. And then we're going to put you on a vent. Yeah, because events cost, you know, give, so, they get money. So every time they do vents. that, they're thinking, ka-ching, okay, I'm going to make, like I'm gonna make this amount of money for the vent, and then I'm going to make this amount of money for when you, when we finally you send you out of here in a box and you're dead, then we get paid for that too. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And okay. it, so who do we believe? Yeah, Right. Who do we well, believe? you have to do your own research. You have to. Um, you you know, can no longer count on the medical the community nurses, to look out for your best interests. That's it. Well, the old nurses have said, you know, when you when you have a virus, it's never been treated like this. Mm -hmm. A virus has to take take its course, mm -hmm. run its course. You build your immunities because you get it. Mm -hmm. That is the defense. This, for some reason, this was totally you know, treated totally different because of the fact of what they were trying to do. They were trying to get rid of all our, our old people, you know, kill them off. You know, I honestly think this is part of a depopulization um, effect because, you know, we had mm -hmm. Bill Gates and, and a lot of these other people that are very wealthy talking about that we were too populated in the yeah. United States. Which is like so crazy. So we're hearing this and we're actually seeing the executive orders that governors have made mm -hmm. that would, you couldn't, um, they allowed COVID patients to go into the facilities. Right. When we were told, don't go see your grandparents, you're going to kill them if you see them. But in fact, they were actually sending in COVID patients right. that were infected well, to our was, mm -hmm. grandparents. What I just read today was interesting. Um, Elon Monk, he goes, he goes the opposite way. He said, we're not populated enough. 
Yeah. And you think, you know, if you think about it, that makes sense because here we're having abortions up to birth, mm-hmm. number one. Oh my gosh. We have a, an influx of homosexuality, which people are not producing like they used to. Mm-hmm. And then you have all this stuff, you know, this disease that's being created through our foods, through everything else. And then now we have a, a vac, you know, a vaccine that nobody trusts and, and we've seen adverse effects. So I think Elon Musk is definitely on onto yeah. something oh, for yeah. sure. Okay, go ahead. Was was awful. I had three brain surgeries. I had a feeding tube put in, a trach tube put in, and they didn't think that I would ever get my trach tube out. And I moved it from my mouth to my throat. You can see the scar here. They said that I had four strokes, and I was like, how in the world can a person have four strokes and still be okay? We're so fortunate she didn't die. Every time she does something that she couldn't do before, she hasn't given up. She was steadily improving. It was just amazing after all of this. I know that it is going to be a wonderful life. She has a spirit and she has God in her and he's healing her, but it is not gonna be the life that any of us had envisioned. I had brain bleeds and blood clots that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine caused. I love babies and Johnson & Johnson is the baby company. Like you see it on TV, you see it on shampoo bottles, like pretty much anyone who has a baby has used the Johnson & Johnson product. If I had known that this could have happened to me, I wouldn't have done it. And they want people to keep getting it. You should not be forced to get a vaccine when you don't know what it's going to do to you. We're not going to hold you liable because we just need you to get this out to save people, to save lives. But they are not taking responsibility for anything. No emails from the doctors, no phone calls from the doctors, nor the CDC, no one. She's 18 years old, and she should be running on the beach in Hawaii. She should be going to Jonas Brothers concerts and and jumping up and down with her friends. She should be going to college. And instead, her friends are going to college. Her brother's in college. Um, She's going to therapy. She's going to therapy and trying to walk. I feel upset, sad, and angry. I was going to go to college for child development because I love kids and now I can't even hold a baby and I love babies so it's just kind of hard not being able to do what I love. I would say that I'm disappointed (laughs) Um, no matter how cliche that sounds because I trusted Johnson & Johnson. I thought they at least cared enough about me and my family and people to at least answer their be safe, the thing that they told you to sign up for to make sure you be. Okay, that's enough. So this girl's life has been ruined. (coughs) She will never have the life she would have had. You know, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's sad. And I, I, you know, why did her parents not do the research? And, and why didn't she do the research? I mean, she's a high, she's what, probably 18 years old. And he, ignorance is just no excuse. And, and this is happening to so many people. And 
like she said, well, I trusted Johnson & Johnson. She trusted what she was told. You know, we've grown, I, I grew up, I don't, I don't know how old you are. I think Audrey and I are- 52. 52, okay, so you're a little bit younger than me. But you probably remember when you were a kid, it was much more innocent times. Yeah. And you trusted what people told you. You trusted what the doctor told you. Yeah. You trusted what the government told you. It's like, well, you know, you need to do this because we're concerned about you. We're your elected representatives. We're put in here to look out for your best interest. Anyway, we're at the top of the hour. And we're going to be going to the last hour. There's a few more things I want to talk about on this that we will talk about. And I also want to talk about some, uh, I want to talk about government overstep. I want to talk about this uh, 42 U.S. Code 300AA-22 that actually protects these, these drug companies. So we'll be right back. <laughs> 